Hello, and welcome to the Raw Thoughts Podcast. Today, Branwyn and I touched on many things, but among them were how we need to communicate our needs better, how our taste in clothing has changed, and even a history of our stealing. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. As always, before we start, let's thank the people that make this all possible. My patrons. Patreon is a place where you can support me and the podcast by pledging a monthly amount, and in return, you get perks, like a shout-out at the beginning of each episode, or even a handwritten letter made just for you. First off, a very special shout-out to my Sunflower patrons. That is Hector, Edgar, Branwyn, and my lovely mom and dad. We have my Fern patron, Gar, and my Sprout patron, Dolphin. Thank you all so, so much for being a part of my garden. And if you want to become a patron, make sure you check out the link in the show notes of this episode or head to my Instagram and click the link in my bio to join up there. Hope to see you there. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Wow, there's three people in here already, or is that... What? No, maybe that's just me and you. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, how's it going? Good. I'm sitting here eating a popsicle, trying to stay cool. It's so hot. Oh. What kind of popsicle? Chocolate. Those fudgesicle ones. They're like just the best deal, tastiest chocolate popsicle. Oh, yeah, the Chapman's one, right? Mm-hmm, Those are mm-hmm. so good. Like, I didn't expect them to be that good for how cheap they are. So good. You get, like, 18 or something in a pack. Like, you can't beat it. Yeah, honestly, it's, like, me and Sean have been thinking, because we've been ordering groceries, like, since the beginning of the pandemic, literally, like, ordering groceries every week. And the other day, Sean was like, I actually mm-hmm. want to try, like, normal grocery shopping. And I was like, yeah, we should try it, you know? Why not? Just uh, try it out. The only thing is, it's like, well, the con is it's easier to budget when you're ordering online. But the pro is you get sale stuff. You don't get the sale stuff online. You know, I never get stuff that's on sale. That is so true. And you could even just do online shopping still. And then whenever you feel like it, like, or have the urge, you could just do a week with, like, actually going grocery shopping, but kind of more sporadic. That's what I was thinking, yeah. And probably on the weeks when we don't go, like, when we don't order online, I feel like we'd save more mm-hmm. money because we could stock up on sale items and stuff like that. Literally. Like, me and Dolphin will make a list to kind of go by and budget, but then when we're there, if there's, like, really good sales, we'll get other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of maybe making, because I still kind of could make the list on the online shopping because it, like, calculates your total, and then I could kind mm-hmm. of leave, you know, 20, 30 bucks for sale stuff you know stuff that we're gonna see because I always get you know some snacks and treats every shop so it'd be kind of nice to just get those things on sale you know that is so true Mm -hmm. right before we have this call like before he called me I was getting a phone call from (laughs) HelloFresh oh no (laughs) and my mind instantly like why does my mind do this I was like stressed instantly I don't know why like there's no reason really to get stressed instantly and then I looked up on Google I was like why is HelloFresh calling me (laughs) (laughs) and they were just like oh it's just for user research and then I texted Dolphin I was like HelloFresh is calling me and I thought I was texting you, <laughs> but I was actually texting Dolphin, oh. like, 
I don't know, the chat was just open and I was like, I feel like when I'm getting anxiety about things, like I like to text you and stuff because I feel like you can relate or be like, oh, it's okay. But I mean, Dolphin does the same thing. I texted him and he's like, oh, they called me to you just for like a survey. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, of course, Dolphin does his best, but I feel like us two social anxiety girlies can really relate yeah. to certain things I know. that he can't, like, you know? Like, as soon as I was like, HelloFresh called me, you were like, oh, no. Yeah, literally. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I would have had the same panic because basically so my dad gave me that free box, right? <laughs> and it's for first time users. So I used that to get my first free box. Then <laughs> I used the code that they gave me to give Sean a free box, which that's all kosher. That's all good. But when I went wrong is where I made another email address and I sent a box for Basil. <laughs> um, and, you know, we just fed it to Basil the whole week. Sean and I didn't eat it at all. <laughs> but yeah, so. Basil had such a good food. Yeah, Basil was eaten lavish. But yeah, that's my mind would go straight to that if they were calling me. Literally, it went straight there. And I was like, are they calling me to like bust me or something? (laughs) For what? (laughs) You guys didn't even do anything. You just got two boxes, right? Yeah, but like my mind was just like, yeah. But anytime I get a phone call, it's like, like, I get a little stressed. Like, if it's a phone call from somebody I don't know, I'm like, who is this? Why are they calling? Oh, my God. Yeah, I just got a call from, like, a random number. It was actually no caller ID or something. And I was scared. I was so scared. (laughs) And then, I, of course, I just let it ring, you know? And then I check the message after when they send the message. Like, I'm right there on my phone the entire time. (laughs) And it was a girl from... I, I'm, I'm trying to look for therapy and stuff and it was this girl from a therapy site and she was calling to kind of ask oh, you know nice. set things up or whatever um but yeah then I had one more message in my mailbox and I was so scared too I don't know why I always get scared when I have messages in my mailbox too from people that I don't know and then I listened <laughs> to it and it was some sort of you know political party NDP thing kind of thing but yeah, mm-hmm. I have that yeah. same anxiety. I'm just always prepared to get into trouble or something like that. I, I feel like people are going to bust me. I know. <laughs> I always let it. Yeah, I always let it go to voicemail. First of all, because I'm like, if it's important, they're going to leave a message and then I can listen on my own time and yeah. not have to like respond. But I always think yeah. it's like some like collection agency and trouble and they're looking for I money. Like, I know, like something I forgot about a while right? ago or some, yeah. I didn't pay something and yeah. God, what is that? I don't know. I mean, speaking of therapy, you probably need to explore that in therapy. I think yeah. it's just, for my theory is that it's just kind of having that identity as being a good child and feeling like that's what kept me safe was being good, like not a troublemaker, like doing everything right. So, I'm kind of always terrified of doing something wrong. Or I always, maybe I deep down feel kind of like I'm bad. And so it's always feels like I'm right on the brink of doing something bad or I've already done something bad. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, it kind of maybe comes from more of like feeling like I'm bad. Not that I'm like good, you know, like I always have, I remember having that worry, like, when I was younger, being like, oh, am I, like, a bad person? Or, you know, when you do little things, Mm -hmm. like, I used to steal stuff when I was younger. Like, little things, like a chocolate or something. And I'd keep it a secret, and I'd be like, am I a bad person? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I mean. It's like, I always feel like I'm bad, so I always have to compensate by being this good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like I'm right on the brink of know something, you, you know? Like I'm actually mm-hmm. not a good person deep down, so I have to really act good all the time and that kind of thing. But yeah, I did that too. I would steal yeah. little things, <laughs> chocolate and stuff like that. I remember one time 
stealing a chocolate. We went to one of those bulk stores, you know, and they had a chocolate coin. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was must have been about four years old, so like really young. And I just, you know, grabbed it, slipped it in my pocket. I obviously knew it was stealing because I didn't tell my mom or anything. I went into the car, got into the car seat, <laughs> yeah, put the chocolate coin in my car seat, like in a crack. Then the next morning, I had waited all night. The next morning, when my parents were still sleeping, I usually would go outside because we lived in the country. I would go outside and play in the morning. I went to the car in the morning, (laughs) went in my car seat, and grabbed the chocolate and ate it in the morning. Oh, oh my God. That's so sneaky. I know. That's so, like, premeditated? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's just so much work for this little chocolate coin. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I was little, I must have been very little too. Like, we did a trip to Toronto with my dad. We'd go to Toronto on trips for, because he owned a restaurant. So he'd get produce and like fish and meat and stuff in Toronto. And we'd also do our back to school shopping there. And we'd always do our back to school shopping in those really like cheap stores in Chinatown, like Kensington Market. Mm. We'd always go to this one on the corner and always had like brooms and stuff outside. All those Torontonians out there will know the store I'm talking about. But <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. I'm like, what? I was at the counter and there was a necklace there. I took the necklace and didn't tell anybody. Wow. Yeah. But I never wore it because I felt like it was cursed because yeah. I stole it. Yeah, too guilty. Yeah. So yeah. I just sat there. I was like, I don't want to wear this because it's like bad energy, but like I also took it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, why do we do these things? This is so weird. I remember my my sister used to steal gift cards. <laughs> literally, but like gift cards that, that had nothing so on innocent. it. You know, they don't have anything on it. It's literally just a plastic card. You know, you have to load it with something for it to actually work. She would just steal the ones that are like not preloaded, you know? And yeah, she would just steal yeah. one from like every store. <laughs> Like different ones that is so funny yeah. you know i've thought about that because i used to love the little art on all the <laughs> gift cards yeah they're, they're cute you know mm-hmm. and it, i guess it is a pretty harmless thing to steal although it's still yeah really stealing still stealing but very innocent stealing yeah yeah it's it's weird that whole like i don't know thinking you're a bad person i remember when I was nannying, uh, one of the kids would always say, oh, I'm a bad kid. I'm a bad kid. You know, they'd always Aww. say that. And I would always try to tell them, you know, you're not a bad kid. You're not, you're a good person deep down. And, you know, and then they'd be like, no, you know, arguing me. And I'm just wondering, I feel like it must come from parenting, you know? And I yeah. guess, from what I've read psychology wise if you get mistreated in whatever way I'm not even saying necessarily really abused or any but you know just your parents aren't attuning to you you know you're feeling not like you're being treated well um then instead of seeing the parents and seeing them as bad you have to preserve the image of the parents because you can't survive without your parents so you need to kind of see them as good in a way or else you won't be able to trust them to give you food and all that stuff so you literally just start reflecting that onto yourself and so instead of saying oh my parents are like bad they're doing a bad job you just think I'm a bad kid this is why this is happening to me because I'm bad I must be bad you know Mm, or yeah yeah not even bad things with parents Mm. but just bad things maybe even happening to you in general you know just kind of internalizing mm-hmm. it and thinking that it's because you're a bad person when it's just not true. Yeah, it's hard when you're younger too to like, like you're saying, you don't want to think the parent is bad because they have to take care of you. And you like just internalize a lot of stuff and think it's you. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it wouldn't be like psychologically safe for you to think that your parents are bad. I guess it could get to a certain point, and that's kind of how like avoidant attachment. I was just kind of yeah, evolve where it's kind of actually you start to realize I have to depend on myself. Like that's if you're you can't depend on your parents at all. You know, for me, I could depend on my parents, but there Mm -hmm. was also some issues, obviously. So I could see how I could form that. But if you can't depend on your parents at all, at all, you do kind of often develop a superiority complex of, well, I have to rely on myself. So of course I have to see myself as good, right? The same way that other kids would have to see their parents as good. So it's like, you have to see yourself as good and then everyone else is just worse. And of course you have no problems and stuff because you almost have to believe in yourself because you're the only person taking care of yourself. But then obviously those people grow to be, you know, maybe narcissistic or maybe have like a superiority complex, but it makes sense. Oh, makes sense why they wouldn't have to think so highly of themselves you know yeah totally I was just thinking when I was younger (laughs) thinking my brothers were such assholes I remember I did not want to swear like I was like (laughs) no swearing but I'd swear in my mind And then, oh, like, yeah. when mm-hmm. I'd get really, really, really frustrated, <clears throat> I'd throw out a swear word and it'd be a big deal because I never swear. And I got so mad yeah. at them one time. And I was like, you guys, you guys are just assholes. And then I was so embarrassed that I swore <laughs> that I, like, ran away from home, like, quote, unquote, ran away from home. Oh, no. I just, like, walked oh, no. around our neighborhood for a long time. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was so mad because they didn't want to hang out with me. Yeah. Oh, and it's so hard, too, because it sounds like, I don't know, I think a lot of us as general growing up did not have a healthy way to express anger or disappointment, you know, like the way our parents would respond to it or siblings would respond to it. So a lot of it would also be internalized, you know, until, of course, it like spills out. But yeah, I mean, I feel as though I'm still doing that sometimes now, you know, if I have an issue with somebody or whatever it will just replay in my head so many times before I actually say something you know it's not just like oh I think about it a couple times maybe you know wait for a good time Mm -hmm. and bring it up it's like no it's it's playing in there until it just has to come out which I want to work on because that's doesn't work for me or for other people it's just not a good way of doing things you know no no you don't want to like be mulling over things for so long and like putting yourself in a bad mood and yourself in a worse position really yeah exactly you know and it's gonna come out anyway it's just is it gonna come out in a controlled way where you have you know you're choosing to do it or just like uncontrollable but I also feel like I never really observed those kind of things coming out in a controlled way you know it was always just bursting out you know like I didn't really observe that Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of hard to do that for myself you know yeah totally I didn't really observe that either yeah in ways like but not in a lot of ways no yeah I also noticed the other day sometimes when I have a request it will just come out as a complaint and I almost rely on the other person Mm. to kind of put it together. I mean, some things aren't very hard to put together. Like, Oh, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm really thirsty. You know? And the other person is like, Oh, do you want a drink? And it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you could still just ask for a drink and it would be quicker. But yeah, I noticed that I do that a lot. I'll just kind of complain about what I don't have and then almost make the other person say what I do want, you know, instead of me ever saying what I do want. And yeah, I, yeah. I totally Yeah, and I feel mean. like I need to work on that. Like, that's so yeah. I can do that sometimes. I know that Dolphin can do that a lot, actually. Yeah. He does that, like, when he's, like, I'm cold, I'm mm. cold, I'm so cold. And it's like, do you want a mm-hmm. blanket? Like, do you, what, what do you want? um yeah but I totally get it because like parenting (laughs) 
I was going to say, I feel like that might have been what he observed. Yeah. But also, yeah. it might have even been the way that he was parented, you know, like, never actually taught to, hey, do you do you need something? You know, kind of taught that, like, oh, yeah. I'm feeling something. So that connects to a need that I can then, therefore, ask for that need. Sometimes I don't even make the connection. And I know he's talked about that, too. Like, I'm, yeah. I feel, I'll feel cold and I'll feel discomfort, but I won't really mm-hmm. even be able to articulate or even think about, well, what would solve this? And then how do I ask for it? Yeah, like going to the next step, yeah. like, okay, so I feel this way. Uh, what can I do about it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. uh, and honestly, it kind of, it's hard because with Sean, he really likes and appreciates directness, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to being asked of mm-hmm. things, because it, I think to him, maybe it feels kind of manipulative in a way, which in a way, I, it's not terrible, but in a way it is slight manipulation, right? It's not asking for something it's kind of manipulating someone else to think about your needs and cater to your needs without ever asking them um but yeah it's a little tricky for me because sometimes I'll just be saying these things and I and then he kind of calls me out is like so do you need something like what are you saying this for what are these complaints for and it just kind of jars me because I'm not used to people responding in that way I think I you know even around you or other I think that I'm more also, I express mm-hmm. things that way, but I'm also more likely to cater to people when they're expressing that way. That's just like how I grew up. So yeah. it's kind of, I almost expect that if I say mm. this a bunch of times as complaints, yeah. that people are just going to figure it out, right? But he's not willing to figure it out. He doesn't want to figure it. He could probably put the pieces yeah. together, but he would rather <laughs> me ask him. So yeah. it's just jarring for me because I'm like, what? well, don't you kind of get what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, I could guess, but I want to hear a request like in a positive way rather than just all these negative things that you don't have and you, it isn't good, yeah. you know? So, yeah, we were going through that. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that actually happened. Like, not not that, but... Something like along those veins of what we're talking about happened this morning. Actually, we were in the kitchen and Dolphin was cooking and I was going to go get myself a snack. And as I walked into the kitchen, I was just like, I'm hungry. Like, I'm hungry to Dolphin. Just tell, like telling him, just like saying it out loud. And he was like, I'm cooking right now. Like, I'm cooking. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying I'm like, I'm not asking for anything Mm -hmm. or like trying to rush you like mm-hmm. I literally was just saying out loud that I'm hungry like I'm sorry mm-hmm. you know but yeah. he was taking it as like yeah. hurry up make me food make me food yeah even though I was just telling you, I'm hungry yeah and I think that's also a way that sometimes me and Sean have communication problems because I will just speak out loud a lot of the time I just process verbally sometimes and I literally uh-huh. am not looking for him to help me right? Like, I'm not looking for a need, but I'm just saying, oh, I'm so sore right now. I'm so sore right now. But I think because he grew up where that means, oh, I'm so sore. I need something. You know, you better figure out what I need. He'll just instantly think that. And then sometimes it even confuses me because he's like, well, what do you need? What do you need? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just saying. And he's like, oh, but you're just complaining for no reason. And I'm like, (laughs) but that's just what I do sometimes. I literally just say, like, if I'm sick, I'll be like, oh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. Like, and I'm not looking for anything. I'm just literally, I need to say it out loud because I just need to say it. I don't know. So that can be confusing for me even because like sometimes I think I am asking for something. And then sometimes I think I am just expressing or just complaining or just, you know, venting something. Right? Because that happened this morning and I was like, whoa, you know, not expecting that reaction Mm. from what I said. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, I kind of want to bring that up to Sean and just kind of let him know that, yeah, like, I do appreciate him kind of making me more aware of my needs and, like, that I should communicate more clearly. And sometimes that is the case where I'm needing something, but I'm not communicating it. But also Mm -hmm, that we're kind of different people. And while I think he will have all these complaints and stuff and really keep them internal, I'm not that type of person. I will externalize it sometimes. I will just say it out loud. So that's also kind of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe looking at like his triggers and like how he perceives things too. Cause 
yeah, sometimes I'm really not asking for anything. I'm just saying yeah, I'm yeah. really not. There's no ulterior motive. It's just, just a statement. A statement. It's, just, it's, it's just like statement. talking out loud. It's just kind of like even connecting, like letting people know where you're at kind of thing. Even though I'm going to go take care of it myself or I'm literally mm-hmm. doing something about it right now, you know. Yeah, right now I'm just like wanting to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it like everyone comes from different family systems so I feel like it seems like Sean and Dolphin both um, came from a system where they were expected to cater to people's indirect requests all the time so that's just the way that they view it yeah I can totally see that like I don't really know Sean's family but <clears throat> but like there have been instances just like like uh, Dolphin's mom came over and she didn't have her glasses. They, she left them in the car. And instead of being like, you know, oh, can you come my glasses in the car? Or like, oh, whoops, I left my glasses in the car. Like, I'll go get them. It was like, ah, oh, like, I left my glasses in the car. Like, what am I going to do? What am I, I can't see. I go, da, 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 da. Like, you know. And like, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. had the expectation for Dolphin to go down and get them. And like, he went and did it. And I was like, oh, whoa, you know, like she didn't even ask, really. But like he knew. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, Sean, I feel like kind of came from that type of family. So I think now it's kind of his way of reclaiming his, you know, independence by Mm. kind of, you know, requesting that somebody ask something directly. Like, hey, do you have a request for me? But I think sometimes maybe it just comes out more strongly even when I'm not having requests just because he's really trying to heal from that time in his life like he felt like he had to cater yeah that makes yeah that makes sense wanting to like wanting that directness if you're trying to change up that like narrative in your head yeah yeah exactly and you know I can't really think of any exact examples with Sean (laughs) but he did tell me that his mom used to always like leave stuff on the stairs for them to take upstairs and he would always find things like oh, that really yeah, annoying. Little things. Yeah, yeah, maybe it wasn't really direct complaints, but it was more of like little notes left somewhere, little things left somewhere to kind of send you a message indirectly that you're just supposed to kind of get, even though it's like, why couldn't you just ask me yeah. to like take the stuff, like take stuff upstairs, you know? Um, but yeah, it's definitely, mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know? Yeah. It's tough out here. Family systems. Yeah, it's hard. So, yeah, I think, you know, I could work on being more direct. But also, I think Sean could work on, like, sometimes just accepting that someone's not asking for something just because they're complaining. Literally, people sometimes just complain for the sake of complaining, and it's, like, fine. Yeah, complaining can be very therapeutic, too. It's, like, venting. Yeah, like, obviously, to a certain extent, but, yeah. For sure. For sure. Like you're saying before, I feel like I do the same thing when I'm sick. Like, I'm like, I'm sick. I'm sick. Like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel. Uh And I'm uh just like, I just need that when I'm sick, though. I just need to say those things. I literally I do, you know, and I could have everything that I needed in the moment, but I'd still be like, oh, my nose is so stuffy. My head hurts. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That just is how I am. Honestly, even when I'm alone and something mm-hmm. hurts, I'm like, ow, oh, you know, I'll say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I remember when I lived alone and I got the flu. Oh. I was totally like that. I was so upset in my bed and I was literally going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No one's uh. around. No one's going to hear me. But I'm just like, oh, yeah. I hate this. <laughs> yeah you just have to verbalize it sometimes and I and I think it's hard for those for other people who are used to complaints not just being complaints there's something underneath there there's a request underneath there but I swear sometimes my complaints are literally just I need to get the negative out I just need to say yeah 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 and you know Sometimes I feel like I will kind of keep that in because I don't want it to come across as like uh, I'm making somebody else do something. But I think I do need to just kind of sometimes Mm. let it out and (laughs) just, you know, 
explain that I'm not looking for anything, but yeah. well, I guess you know I, what I am looking for? You are looking for something. When you're complaining, you're kind of looking for someone to hear yeah. you. That's that's it. But nothing else. But just, hey, I want you to kind of just hear me, even though, you know, it's not really like direct, but I guess you are asking for something. Mm-hmm. You know? True. Like moral support. Yeah. Or even just literally just ear. being heard, like just, you know, even if they're not saying anything or or I guess it could be a bid for connection like maybe when you're saying oh I'm so hungry you know it's kind of a bid and dolphin could have said oh yeah what are you gonna eat like I'm cooking this you know it's kind of like a a way to connect well maybe yeah that's a good a bit of for connection like I saw this thing online and it was like oh trying to answer like bids from a partner and their example was like oh, that's a nice bird up there, you know? Mm-hmm. And you want the person to just respond like, oh, yeah, like, that is, or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes I feel like it could be as simple as that. You're just looking for kind of somebody to notice you, but not really go any farther, you know? And then sometimes it is, I do need more than I'm maybe, like, aware of, and I could ask it in a more direct way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess you could even ask if you're event- be like, hey, like, I don't need anything, but can I just say my head is really hurting right now? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Just kind of, I mean, obviously you don't need to do that with everyone, but maybe yeah, yeah, people totally. that have that wound of thinking, you know? For sure. It could, I can see that being very helpful if you did. Yeah. Kind of trigger yeah and like you know just kind of reassuring them like I got it though you know I'm fine I don't need anything but can I just mm-hmm. vent a little about how shitty I'm feeling right now yeah how can we talk about how nice reassurance is though I'm like that is the thing that I need to work on I'm like mm. I'm there's a lot of things I could work on but <laughs> yeah, one of one many. of many is asking for reassurance because it feels so good to hear, so, like, hear that shit. Like, I don't know, anything mm-hmm. from somebody. Yeah. Just, like, words. And, of course, you can reassure yourself, but it's different. Right, right? And I feel like the more I think about it, I'm like, words of affirmation? I'm like, I actually love that. It's just I have a really difficult time asking for that. I know. I was literally had the same realization in the past few days really yeah because I was feeling kind of a bit lonely in my relationship like I wasn't feeling that loved you know Sean and I had kind of been disconnected the past few days and I had also been participating that disconnection too you know I hadn't really been present as well Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking oh how nice would it be to hear this or that or this or that and then I'm like wait do I is this words of affirmation that happened to me and I just think it is it's really hard not only for me to say that to myself and like do you know even write down positive affirmations for some reason that's like hard for me you know there's a bit of a block there but asking for it is really really hard so maybe it is one thing that is my love language but I'm kind of not accepting of it I kind of push away from that that I need that you know yeah I actually do it's hard too because sometimes even when I hear some reassurance sometimes like my brain is like no Mm. like no shut up but not true Mm. you know but it's it can be hard to like take it you know like some people with gift giving like it's hard to receive a gift and you feel weird like I I feel like people can do that with compliments too you know when you get a compliment and it can be hard to like take Mm -hmm. the compliment yeah yeah it can be really hard you know and I feel like I've worked on you know I feel like in the past in high school when someone gave me a compliment I'd be like no no oh no you're so pretty like no you know kind of rejecting it and I've really worked on just not verbally Mm -hmm. rejecting it anymore just kind of like oh thank you but I still don't I think that I emotionally accept it you know I verbally accept it I'm not pushing away from Mm -hmm. it verbally anymore but it can be hard deep down internally to actually take it in. And I remember there were times where Sean and I, in our relationship, we'd kind of, you know, he'd say something nice and I would kind of, oh yeah, you know, brush it off. And then he'd kind of say, oh, did you actually hear me? Did you actually hear the compliment? And it would just kind of snap me out of it. And 
I would realize that I actually didn't take it in at all, you know? And sometimes I need that reminder of, hey, Mm -hmm. can you actually take in that compliment I just gave you? I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I didn't take that in at all, you know? Yeah, that happened to me, like me and Dolphin a little while ago, too. And like he complimented me, like, I don't know what he said, but I was feeling awkward about it. And I was just like, oh, like, you're silly. (laughs) He was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not being silly right now, like. I do think this and I was like no it's silly and he was like it's not silly and I could not let go I was just like no yeah so hard yeah yeah I mean yeah it's the first step is being aware about it and then I guess like you know I try to not verbally refuse it but it's Mm -hmm, still hard mm -hmm. to take it in and I think another thing that made me maybe think that words of affirmation is a bigger love language than I think is that it was when Sean and I were feeling kind of disconnected. He was making a bunch of jokes that were kind of sarcastic or like opposite or like, you know what I mean? Mm. And it really got to me. And I was just Mm, like, oh, like, I know you're joking, but I just feel like I need to hear nice things right now. You know, I know it's a joke. And it's not even, you know, they're not even really Mm. mean jokes. They're just kind of opposite, you know, like, you know, opposite. I know. Yeah. And so it kind of made me realize, oh, especially maybe when I'm not feeling very good or like loved, I just like can't even handle jokes like that. I need to hear literally just positive things. Like, I don't want to hear a positive thing that's wrapped up in an opposite sarcastic thing. I literally just need to hear the positive thing. Like, I love you. You're special to me. Like. I'm never going to leave you. Like, I literally, I just need to hear that. And I don't literally? think that I've actually claimed that for a while. Like, that I need to hear these things. Yeah, the same thing happened. Same thing happened to me with the uh, dolphin. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made, like, a joke. And I was like, oh, like, I actually got hurt. And I was like, no, yeah. like, I just can't hear that right now. I need the opposite. Yeah, I... You know, I actually, I don't mind those jokes, but I need words of affirmation for, you know, I need that cup to be full before I can take those Mm -hmm. kind of jokes. Because if my cup is not full with the words of affirmation, I'm like, this is the exact opposite of what I need right now. Like, this is not feeling good to me, even though Mm -hmm. I know it's a joke and I know, you know, they love me and stuff. It's just, I'm not hearing it directly, so... Yeah, totally know what you mean. Yeah. Wow, interesting how we've been coming to like similar realizations. Right. I was lit- I was thinking that and I was surprised when you brought brought up that you were thinking the same thing recently. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, and nice. honestly it helped a lot, you know, yesterday I just kind of It's so hard to ask for it. It's so hard to ask. I still don't even know how to ask sometimes. But I said something like, Oh, mm-hmm. you you know, you you love me right and you believe in me and like you know and then Sean was like yeah you know and just kind of went into like a nice thing and I really needed to hear Mm, that yeah but it's hard for me to ask for that I think especially when it's not dire like I will let it build up until I'm like really kind of upset or feeling not really loved you know and for Mm. a while you know I knew that Sean's love language was words of affirmation. But I guess I kind of, especially because that was his number one, I even maybe Mm -hmm. downplayed it more in myself. Like, oh, that's not my thing. That's Sean's thing. Mine is quality time. But if we're having quality time and there's no words of affirmation, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. know. Yeah. That's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to know with the with love languages too, because I feel like I especially can downplay how like much gift giving makes me feel loved and how much like I love to express my love to other people through gift giving because I feel like ashamed almost like I'm materialistic and like mm-hmm. it's like the worst love language, even though like not but I can definitely feel that yeah and downplay it. I think a lot of people feel that actually because mm-hmm. there's just some negative stereo- like stereotypes that go along with it like oh you're a gold digger you're just like 
you know, sugar baby. Like, you just want everyone to give you gifts. And it's like, mm, yeah, not necessarily. And also the gifts can be different than you might think. Maybe some people with their gift give, like, love, li- yeah. uh, <laughs> love living <laughs> with their gift giving love language do like <laughs> really materialistic things, fancy bags and fancy cars and all that stuff. But that's not everybody, you know, that doesn't, yeah, you know. Yeah, so true. It's not everyone. And if you find someone who loves to give that stuff, go kudos. Yeah, live and be happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice you found someone that likes that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And some people really like giving gifts too. Like they like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel as though. I'm kind of exploring the gift-giving side more because it's not really a love language of mine. I do, well, it's hard because food is kind of, I feel like it's included in gift-giving, but to me it also feels separate in a way as well because it's kind of a combination. It's kind of like acts of service Mm -hmm. too and, you know, but I do think it's kind of included. But the thing is for me is that, I appreciate food more than any other gift, probably. You know what I mean? Unless it's something that I specifically really want. (laughs) But I think what I'm learning about the gift giving Mm -hmm. is that it's also nice for people that you don't see very often or talk to very often because it's kind of a gift that a gift that keeps on giving. But it's kind of, you know, something that they can remember you and they can have for a while. And so it kind of works with people that you're not seeing that often more. And I don't know. I just, I feel kind of some inadequacy of like that I'm not good at gift giving. And for some reason it makes me feel like I'm not like a mature adult. I don't know why it goes in that direction, but it makes me feel like I'm not like legit or I'm not like capable. I'm like, oh, why does everyone else have like everything together and they can give so many gifts and where do they find the time to like make all these gifts and it stresses me out because I feel like that's not just naturally on my mind. And it's something that I really have mm. to put effort into. And that sometimes feels like a chore. And I know that sucks, but it does for me. Like it does feel like a chore sometimes, but I'm trying to do it, you know, to people that I yeah. care about and, you know, just be more comfortable with expressing it in that way. But yeah, it's not something that I'm super comfortable with. And I often just feel like, oh, my gifts aren't good enough. You know, like, I just feel shame around my gifts. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to get in touch with that and put effort into that. But I am trying. (laughs) You know, I feel like you have to kind of try to dabble in all the love languages, you know. Branching out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hear Milo? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> yeah, Basil wouldn't even cuddle with me today. It was, like, too hot. Yeah, Milo's not cuddling. He's just laying beside me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hot out. What Actually, what's the temperature? It is warm. I've got all my blinds shut. It's dark in here. Windows <laughs> shut. I'm, like, I feel like a vampire. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's like 29 out. Ooh! Special weather statement. Really? Oh, hot and humid weather is expected today. Hot and humid is like the worst. Yeah. Oh, it says little relief what with minimum temperatures in the low 20s in many areas, little relief from the heat is expected expected tonight and then it says cooler air is expected expected to arrive on wednesday Wednesday. it's gonna be like 20 degrees tonight that's hot (laughs) wow that is very warm for nighttime yeah i was gonna say the minimum that it's gonna get to tonight is 21 Ooh. yeah it's good for the plants how are you tomato plants they're good. They're bushy. Like they are growing. Nice. I'm. I think I need to buy a little cage for them soon, or a little, you know, support thing. Yeah, yeah. We do too. Ours are getting bigger, and there's some flowers, and I'm scared that they're gonna just get eaten up right away because 
It's been happening with our mm. strawberry plant. The strawberries just get eaten up right away. Like they don't even have to be fully formed strawberries. Like the things just eat the mm-hmm. flowers too. I don't even know what's doing it, but yeah, I was like, do you think it's squirrels or birds or maybe both? Honestly, I feel like it's both because it's picked away everywhere, but then also the dirt is like dug in like i feel like a squirrel would do that trying to like hide stuff or something yeah mm-hmm. but yeah ah, man Dang. gotta get a chicken wire make like a little hut for all of the plants yeah 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 i was thinking that we haven't had anything dig in it yet though i don't think maybe it's just because it's on our front lawn and it's more i don't know exposed out there Mm, yeah um but yeah i know that they sell some of those things at the dollar store i'm pretty sure they have you know one of those not like chicken wire but like the tomato cage that helps them like grow Mm -hmm. taller Mm -hmm. but then you could probably wrap chicken wire around that you know oh that's a good idea yeah yeah we'll see what works so so you were thinking of making like a like a box out of chicken wire and like putting it over top yeah I was, I was thinking of doing like a like a a cylinder of chicken wire and then kind of just using okay. twist ties to just connect the top together right right that makes sense yeah yeah hopefully it'll protect them I'm really excited to have like tomatoes and fresh fresh fruit <laughs> Hmm. yeah oh yeah my mom came yesterday and she brought a bunch of little succulents for me like so many I think there was like seven Aww. or something seven yeah because I was planning I told her last time she was here you know the front window that we have how it's like grid like it's segmented into little squares and there's like a ledge on each square and I told her oh I yeah. want to put little pots of plants up there and so she brought it for that and they're all in like little tiny pots so it's gonna be so cute that is so nice Mm. that's perfect for your place yeah and she also brought me a lavender plant that she said could be good planted outside (gasps) lavender that's so nice yeah i also eventually want to plant some catnip or some mint because i heard those are both really good at keeping away mosquitoes really yeah i really want catnip it'd be so perfect for milo and you could just like cut it and hang it to dry yeah why not i'll grow my drugs for my cat i'll grow drugs yeah he's gonna get his homegrown catnip (laughs) you can have some ditch ditch catnip ditch catnip (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it could be fun to plant i don't know I was thinking maybe you could plant it in the backyard. I just don't know if it's too shady because my backyard's pretty shady. So, yeah, I wonder what kind of light requirements catnip has. Yeah, yeah, I wonder. Would be nice though, but I'm like, with the two tomato plants, strawberry plant, the flowers, I'm like, this is already so much plant work, like more plant work than I've ever had. And since things are eating them I kind of put them away like I put them on the bench and then I put the broom in front and like the chairs in front of it to protect them so I have like a little like nighttime routine and morning routine for my plants oh that's nice yeah Yeah, I I definitely get overwhelmed with too many and I also have a lot of house plants too so I feel like I need to kind of if I were to plant, plant mint or uh, catnip or whatever it would be a kind of a low maintenance like let me just put it in the ground and just see if it grows kind of thing because i feel like those kind of things happens. they don't usually need like much watering and stuff anyway it's kind of like an outdoor plant that you just kind of yeah i feel like they're like native too so it, like, yeah grows nicely i don't quote me on that but no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes everyone this is uh Brandman with her plant advice section on my podcast. I'm actually a botanist <laughs> yeah. so I'm a part-time botanist actually um, self-learned botanist self-taught you got to put that in your in your Instagram bio 
self-taught <laughs> people would like ask me questions i'll be like oh i don't know or i just sorry. google it i'd go <laughs> sorry my classes didn't cover that i thought you were self-taught yeah my classes yeah. Like, really didn't cover that part <laughs> i'll do like a screenshot of wikipedia and send it to people <laughs> yeah literally like google oh i felt bad when i was cleaning um at my one clients the other day she was like oh do you know how to get grease stains out of shirts and stuff? And I was like, oh, did it already go through the wash and the dryer? She's like, yeah. And I was like, um, yeah, no, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to help you there because I haven't found out a way to get grease out of Yeah, you know, oh no, especially after, after you, you wash it. it. Yeah, before there's stuff you could do, but after it's really hard. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, thanks for nothing. I was like, you're welcome. And I was like, should I just Google it? But I'm like, she could just do <laughs> she could just google it i felt bad yeah but i was so mad i did so much laundry recently and i pulled Mm -hmm. out maybe four shirts that had grease stains on them now and i'm like where did these come from and how did i not know about it before i put it in the wash and so now i have like four shirts that i actually liked that have like a grease stain on it and i'm so mad Oh, no. I need to look this oh. up now. I'm like, is there a way you can get it out after? Please tell me there is. Yeah, that sucks so bad. Like, <clears throat> I have a white dress and I spilt food on it when we were out, me and Dolphin were out. And I took a tide, like, we got a tide to go stick. We like keep it in the car now, but I tried using it and I was like, oh, it worked. It dries and it's like a big yellow stain on the front of the white dress. And then I was like, oh, is this noticeable? I was wearing it inside and it was our anniversary. And I was like, I want to wear it for our anniversary. Like I want to like wear a nice dress. And I was trying to see it and I couldn't really. And I was like, Dolphin, do you see it? And he's like, no, I don't see anything. We go out in the sunlight after we're like, out of the house and it is so noticeable and so yellow we just couldn't see it in the dark house oh i know so i don't know what to do about that one either (laughs) yeah oh well i'm looking out i'm looking online (laughs) it says like after they're dried it said just get dish detergent and then a scrub brush or an old toothbrush and just like scrub it in but i'm like really that's what i do when it's fresh so like i don't yeah oh my gosh my grandma actually uses this stuff called the pink stuff oh yeah and she gets it at costco sponsor us but sponsor conso i mean conso sponsor us it's actually really good like it works really really well like i heard it's really good for a lot of stuff like not yeah clothes, it gets but, things out yeah completely like i she's like yeah you just put a toothbrush under water get a little bit of pink stuff scrub it it works i tried it on stuff that i thought was like long gone and it's worked really yeah okay well if i get my hands mm-hmm. on some of that stuff i will definitely use it maybe i can pick some up from my grandma's house she has like a huge bin of it and she likes to put it in little mason jars <laughs> and keep it around the house because she like stains her clothes a lot oh. <laughs> i think she just she's a messy eater yeah yeah i guess i was a messy eater this past week and the funny thing is i don't remember the last time i got a grease stain on something and then all of a sudden in one week it was like four i was like what is wrong with me this week like what 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 yeah what is happening and some of them i i think i didn't notice before i put it in the wash and so yeah but this article is saying like use a scrub brush and then you know work the detergent in and it's probably they're using dawn and i'm thinking that's probably good because dawn is known for like getting rid of oil and stuff right yeah, and being safe to use on little duckies. Yeah, and then they say wash it in the hottest possible water that you can. Oh, to like melt away the grease. Yeah, and then allow it to air dry, you know, and then check if there's a stain again because you don't want to put it through the dryer again because the more you put it through the dryer, it's just going to stick. So yeah. they, they said repeat yeah. the process until the stain is gone or proceed to the next method. I'm like, what's this next method? Mm. oh wd-40 isn't wd-40 greasy 
Wait, what? yeah, they're saying you'll need WD forty baking soda, piece of cardboard, dish detergent, and a scrub brush. Yeah, what the heck is WD forty? It's like the stuff you put on tires and stuff to like grease it up and like make it like lube it up. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, what? That is some weird hack. Weird. Okay, so it says. Place your piece of cardboard underneath the stain area between the front and the back of the shirt. This will prevent the WD-40 from bleeding to the other side, causing a whole new stain. You sprayed the WD-40 onto the stain, <laughs> sprinkle generously with baking soda, and then you rub it with your brush. And then you re- repeat it until all you have is fine, dry dusting. The lumps oh. are caused by the baking soda absorbing the grease. Oh. oh. No more lumps oh. equals no more grease. And then you pour the dish detergent onto oh. the stain and then you do that process so it's basically like you're almost making a new oil stain just so you can take the oil out and it will take the other old oil out too interesting because here it says wd-40 protects metal from rust and corrosion and it says at the end it even removes grease grime and more from most surfaces so i'm like oh. okay but it's weird how it would cause a stain on the, on other, the side. other side yeah wow we're learning so much yeah. here today we are well i'm gonna try the dish soap because i have dawn so i'll try and i'll let it air dry and i'll try to repeat it that could work yeah maybe <laughs> i always remember the one pair like my favorite pair of denim shorts it is hard to find denim shorts too like it's hard and yeah i washed them with a fish oil pill in my pocket and I had to throw them out, and it was a very sad day. Oh, no. But that just reminded me that since it's hot out, I got out my bag of summer clothes. And there wasn't right. much in there. There's like three pairs of shorts that I wore last year. And I tried them all on, and none of them fit. All of them. Oh, that's so disappointing. Won't even go up my legs. So I'm like so disappointed those are my only shorts and i have one pair of shorts but they're like workout shorts so they're like stretchy right and i don't know what to do i'm like how am i gonna survive summer with one pair of shorts Mm, girl time to go shopping well i mean with what money but i mean thrifting maybe (laughs) the only thing is it's really hard to find to thrift stuff i know which it kind of makes me feel like maybe I'm done with denim shorts, like, because the, the stretchy ones are so comfortable. Yeah. And also skirts are so comfortable. And I feel like you could, it might so, be easier yeah. to find more athletic shorts that would fit you at a thrift store than denim. You know what I mean? Like, it's easier because yeah. they're stretchy. The ones that fit me are, are, like, athletic shorts. And I'm like, these are the best, like, yeah. you know, when, when your weight fluctuates, like, they fit me last year, they fit me this year. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, that's why I have clothes that are, you know, stretchy too, because I just feel like, yeah, it it allows you to fluctuate and everyone is going to fluctuate literally throughout the years. Like you are just going to fluctuate. And if you lose weight too, it's also going to fluctuate to that. So it's like, you know, it's just nice to have that option where it's not something that just fits you so tailor fit that like, if you like lose or gain a single pound you're not going to fit into them anymore like that's just kind of impractical to me because I know my body's changing you know and right I'd rather have something that's gonna last for longer you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's hard because in my mind I'm like oh these are nice shorts like I don't want to get rid of them Mm -hmm. but then I'm like girl what are you gonna do with shorts that don't fit you what are you gonna do with those yeah and you know at least for me, I kind of had that too. You know, there's clothes that you you have so many good memories in and you remember feeling good in them yeah. and you don't want to get rid of them. But then, you know, maybe in the back of your mind, you're like, well, maybe I'll lose weight at some point or maybe my weight will change at some point and I'll be able to fit into them again. But it usually doesn't. <laughs> and then yeah. you're literally just stuck with these clothes that are kind of this yeah. reminder of like a past version of yourself and a past version of your body. And it makes you feel so bad. Right? Just taking up Yeah. Room. Yeah. taking up room in your house and in your mind yep literally yeah. yeah it's hard like I do have one pair of pants they're too small for me now but 
They're so pretty. And I thrifted them. They're like vintage. I love them. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for me to get rid of them. Like, I know they don't fit me, but I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, I can't just donate these, you know? Like, I want, they mean more Mm -hmm. to me. I need like monetary value. Yeah, I'm like, I need compensation for these because I found them and they're beautiful. Yeah, it, I guess that's why it would be really nice to get better at sewing because you could technically like take, you know, take it out or in a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I've actually been experimenting with sewing. Like I've been kind of tailoring a lot of my clothes that are like bigger and kind of taking them in like easy fabrics and stuff like thinner fabrics. Mm-hmm. I feel like denim is kind of hard. Oh, denim's really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Especially I don't have a sewing machine. So if I'm hand stitching mm-hmm. like no denim is too much yeah. but it would be so nice to get good at sewing and just being able to just change your clothes like tailor them yeah that would be so nice I mean definitely not something that I think I'll ever do but I'll pay you if you get better <laughs> <laughs> yeah girl let me know Once let me know I like call maybe <laughs> yeah my grandma's sewing machine's really nice actually oh nice I called her the other day because I got this dress and I was like oh it needs to be like I want the hem higher the dress you gave me actually mm-hmm. I really wanted to put the hem higher If you want to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure you check out the latest secret episode on my Patreon. I post a secret episode every week for patrons' ears only. So if you want to hear that, make sure you check the link in the show notes of this episode or click the link in my bio on Instagram at Sunny Paxton.